Rifle in hand, I ran at the top of my speed upon the trail of the monster. I had seen that the creature was swift. Now I was to find out to my cost that it was also very cunning. I had imagined that it was in panic flight and that I had only to pursue it. The idea that it might turn upon me never entered my excited brain. I have already explained that the passage down which I was racing opened into a great central cave. Into this I rushed, fearful that I should lose all trace of the beast, but he had turned upon his own traces, and in a moment we were face to face. That picture, seen in the brilliant white light of the lantern, is etched forever upon my brain. He had reared up on his hind legs, as a bear would do, and stood above me, enormous, menacing, such a creature as no nightmare had ever brought to my imagination. I have said that he reared like a bear, and there was something bear-like, if one could conceive a bear, which was tenfold the bulk of any bear seen upon this earth, in his whole pose and attitude, in his great crooked forelegs, with their ivory-white claws, in his rugged skin, and in his red, gaping mouth, fringed with monstrous fangs. Only in one point did he differ from the bear, or from any other creature which walks the earth, and even at that supreme moment a shudder of horror passed over me as I observed that the eyes which glistened in the glow of my lantern were huge, projecting bulbs, white and sightless. For a moment his great paws swung over my head. The next he fell forward upon me. I and my broken lantern crashed to the earth, and I remember no more. When I came to myself I was back in the farmhouse of the Allertons. Two days had passed since my terrible adventure in the Blue John Gap. It seems that I had lain all night in the cave, insensible from concussion of the brain, with my left arm and two ribs badly fractured. In the morning my note had been found, a search party of a dozen farmers assembled, and I had been tracked down and carried back to my bedroom, where I had lain in high delirium ever since. There was, it seems, no sign of the creature, and no bloodstain which would show that my bullet had found him as he passed. Save for my own plight and the marks upon the mud, there was nothing to prove that what I said was true. Six weeks have now elapsed, and I am able to sit out once more in the sunshine. Just opposite me is the steep hillside, grey with shaly rock, and yonder on its flank is the dark cleft which marks the opening of the Blue John Gap, but it is no longer a source of terror. Never again, through that ill-omened tunnel, shall any strange shape flit out into the world of men. The educated and the scientific, the Dr. Johnsons and the like, may smile at my narrative, but the poorer folk of the countryside had never a doubt as to his truth.